Hey, thank you for tuning in to Passion for Purity. This is the podcast for Christian young men who are fighting to have sexual integrity while living in a hypersexualized culture. I'm your host, Wesley Reinhardt, and this is episode 14, in which we'll interview our second Passion for Purity guest, Kevin Golian. Let's dive in. Hey, thank you for tuning in today. So I am excited uh, to have our second guest. I think it's going to be a great episode. Uh, and um, as I said in the intro, it's Kevin Golian, who is very close to me uh, in many ways. He was my dean of men at college, and uh, even better, he is now my father-in-law. So, Kevin, thank you so much for uh, joining me and letting me interview you. Oh, thanks, Wesley. Good to be here. Yeah, um, and, and Kevin and I, he's, he actually came up to our house in Frostburg, and we've spent the last few days together. Um getting some grandbaby time in. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad this has all worked out. We've definitely had a good time. And um, I, Kevin, I, I mean, I've learned a lot from you um, in many ways, uh, not just in the area of sexual integrity, but that is, that's one of the areas. So I'm, I'm glad that you're on and um, you're willing to share some perspective uh, and wisdom. Um, I, I know we've had a lot of conversations, I think, over the last <laughs> four years about these things, and I, I know it'll be beneficial for um, the few guys who are listening uh, to hear some of, the, some of the things you have to say. So I, I guess uh, one way to start out, um, you know, in your lifetime, as you think about sexual integrity, has, you know, has the fight for purity changed, um, or, or in what ways, you know, that, that you've seen since, since you were younger? Okay, well, in full disclosure, I guess, on my age, I'm 50 years old, so I just turned 50, and um, as we were talking about even, as we were talking about even in preparation for, you know, this, you know the podcast, kind of looking over things, I've seen a lot of change uh, in the last, you know, in my life, so yes, I mean, obviously, pornography is more accessible now, I mean, that's just an, an obvious uh, observation, but it's always been accessible it's always been there's always been a lust problem a, an issue there and so just but I, I would admit yeah today more than ever it is um, more accessible to anyone through the internet and I I would imagine as a uh, as dean of men at Appalachian Bible College you get to see well as you interact with a lot of young men uh, in some ways you you can get a good um a good measure of, of the intensity of that. Um, for, for a young man, uh, we'll, we'll call him 22, um, if, if he's thinking, all right, I'd, I'd like to get married, lust is a problem, um, and, and when I get married, my my porn or, or my lust, or, you know, whatever it is, my fantasizing, all that will go away once I get married and can finally have sex. You know, what would you say to that young man? Well, the, uh, you, you know the answer. It's no, that won't, that won't happen. <laughs> And it does, you know, marriage is a wonderful thing, but it doesn't fix the, the lust problem. And, it, and anyone that would say it would, is they're just fooling themselves. Yeah, that's good to think on it. I think um, not, not to be discouraging for the young man, but it's, it's not a silver bullet. Um, and so you fight it when you're not married, and in some ways marriage could help, but, you know, you've got to fight it when you're married as well. So, um. I think we would both agree, and we've talked about this a lot. Um, accountability is necessary. Um, can you can you speak to what makes good accountability, or or how to have 
you know, how to have a balance in accountability because that's, that's a difficult thing. Yeah. I mean, accountability can be really good, um, or it can be completely useless. So it just depends on, it really relies upon the, the people involved. And so you have to have a commitment to be accountable to each other. You know, I, I shared with you earlier that through my life, my main accountability partner has always been my wife. And we began that early in our marriage um, and have maintained that through the years. And, of course, I mean, I think there is a call for having men as well outside of that, but especially for married men to establish honesty and, and, and openness and accountability with your spouse is, is key. And so accountability is going to have to be there to someone who's going, you know, going to hold you to, to change and, and whether it's to say, okay, yes, I fell or, or I was tempted and I, and I fell in this area. Okay, well then let's, what are we going to, what are you going to do about it? So just to hear someone like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Did you ask God forget? Yes. I forget. Yes. Okay. Well, let's move on. Well, I mean, yes, forgiveness is important and God forgives obviously. But when we, you know, I look at it very pragmatically, you know, I don't want to fail and I want to avoid this in the future. So what do we do to, to change so that we can learn from our mistakes? And that's a practical thing. I, Wesley, I've used this again, analogy, whether it's in, you know, I've never been in the military or anything like that, um, but I have been around sports. And so, you know, when we even with thinking of sport, well, military, there's plans, there's battle plans, there's things. And, and then even I would think as I, if things go wrong, you learn from that. Well, what went wrong? How, why did it go wrong? What can we do to, to change that? So it doesn't go wrong in the future. And I would assume like the same thing as sports, you, you look at your enemy who you're facing or well, enemy. I mean, you're opposing team, but you know what I mean? And then, okay. The, you know, what, how do, what do we need to do to defeat this enemy or to, to win this game? And then that, that determines plans that you would make. And you have to look at lust and sexual in, integrity in the same way. Okay, well, this is my enemy. This is where I'm, I'm, I want to overcome this. So what do I need to do to adjust to make this work? And then you, you work around that. Yeah, that's good. I, I like the word pragmatism. Yeah. <laughs> and in a lot of areas of life, pragmatism probably isn't a good thing. And I guess it could be abused in this area, but I, I think more often than not, the temptation is to, to fall on the other side of the cliff of, of just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting change um, and not asking yourself, okay, so where do I need to put my, my hard fences and, and all? Yeah, that's, um, that's good to think about. And I, especially with marriage, I, I mean, I've only been married a few years and I, I, I've, I've enjoyed hearing you talk about, you know, how how that strengthened your marriage. But I, I think the marriage accountability is, is good and necessary because it's kind of always there. <laughs> you know, you're always with your wife. And I, I've so appreciated, and like you said, I, I think talking to other men is a necessity. Um, but it's very difficult then if, if you move, um, you know, finding that community among other, uh, among other men, that changes. Um, but your wife is probably going to be there when, <laughs> when not many other people are, and and so having that that honesty and openness, yeah, that's good. Have have a little pragmatism in your your fight for sexual integrity. So with that thought, then of, okay, you know, what can I do to what can I do to stop this sin? Um, it can be easy for a young man, uh, and I I know I was in this boat for a long time, um, thinking what is 
like what's my silver bullet to be done with this or like what what formula do i need to use um you know to kill masturbation and and i just to put it away you know what's what am i missing and i i think when you're in the cycle and you've been struggling and and beat down for so long you know that tendency is to think all right there's there's got to be just something to do to be done with this um so yeah if a young man comes to you and says all right what's what's the formula or trick that i just finally need to add to to be done with this you know how how would you encourage that young man well and as even you were sharing it i was thinking of how to answer this there is no magic formula and it would be really nice if there were and i when you were even talking about it my thoughts went and i was trying to think of the reference it's I think Second Corinthians nine of where Christ or Paul says, "My great," where he he had a this this uh, thorn in the flesh, and he asked the Lord to remove it, and but he's the Lord's answer was, "My grace is sufficient for for you." And I've Wesley, I've gone back to that as well. I mean, whether it's that battle with pornography or lust or you know just generalized purity, there there is it is a battle. It's ongoing. And, you know, and on this side of eternity, there's never going to be a, well, I'm free from sin, right? Or I'm free from temptation. I mean, it's always going to be that. And to say God's grace is sufficient. And, you know, and we'd talked about earlier just the, the, the disciplines of daily living and doing the right things daily. And... um and I'll just you know again mention this because we were discussing this and I, um, may we may come up later, but when it comes to just the small steps that you take, and there are no large like oh I take this magic pill and I'm just done with you know with this, but liking it to the physicality of say we you know both of us you both of you we like to run you know so. You don't run a marathon without work, and you. I've. I and in my life, I've, that's been something I'd like to do. I've never done it. I've done a half, but even that, it takes work. It takes you got to get out daily, or at least you know regularly, and run. You have to to do things that you just need to do, and and we don't question that as men when it comes to physical nature. You know whether it's strength training or or just exercise. There's no shortcuts to you know, building strength or endurance, you just have to do it on a daily. And so it's the small decisions. Okay. I'm getting up today. I'm going to run three miles or I'm, and it's the same thing with purity. It's those small decisions of each day being in the word, being in prayer, you know, uh, knowing the things I need to do. And over time that builds spiritual strength. So like the phrase, you know, practice makes perfect. I I know you had talked about that. Can you, can you relate that some to this uh, purity discussion? Yeah, it, it it doesn't. And uh, Dean Ch- Dave Childs, who I've learned from, uh, he had this quote that practice makes permanent. And so it does. When you practice things, it becomes a habitual thing. But what, that's the dependency or the stress then is on us is what are we practicing? And you've got to practice the right things. And so, you know, if you're practicing immorality and, you know, that's going to make permanent if you're practicing purity it's going to build that permanency in your life to where that's, that's the focus on. Yeah, that's, uh, it's good to think about. And I think that involves a somewhat of a rhythm for your life. <laughs> and uh, I mean, gathering with God's people and, and talking with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, 
Yeah, and and on the daily, just saying I'm I'm going to be faithful for today and the things I know I should do. One more question along that vein. Then we talk about covenant eyes or or different internet blockers. Um, you know, for a young man, will that will that fix my porn problem? Will that make me stop? <laughs> Um, they're great. They're helpful. And I, and I would just add this, Wesley, enough for a young man, for an older man. I mean, I, I still use a, a internet blocker I, and I, there's a call, there's a cause for that, uh, throughout your life, um, of physical just inhibitors to put in your place to, to guard the door, guard the gate, so to speak. And I've used this analogy before. It's probably not original. You know, pick up things from different places, but visually it makes sense that when I, if I wanted to keep someone from, um, getting out of a door, okay, say from going from one room to the other, I can put put chairs in front of that door, I can put tables in front of move the couch in front of the door or whatever, and so you come to that door and it's like, man, I really want to go through that door, where I'm going to, if you really want to go through that door, you're going to get through it, now it's going to take some effort and work on your part, you're going to have to move the chairs and move, and you're going to get through that door, and it's the same thing with pornography, if I have obstacles in front of me, whether it's covenant eyes or there's, there's ways around it. If I want through the door, it's going to take some work and effort, but I'm going to find a way around that. And that's why it's so necessary to have the pot. So I, I've always called that the negative aspect of pornography blockage or of purity negative meaning. It's just the, you know, I'm, I'm withholding things from, or I'm, I'm kind of negatively looking at these things. But then the positive aspect is building my relationship with God, saying, I don't want to go through that door because God doesn't want me to go through that door. Now, that's, that's really going to have to, the, that's the, the, the catalyst, I think, Wes, that leads to true change. So, the, so I guess to answer your question, yes, the, the blockers are there, but it's just say, okay, I'm going to get these blockers, and that's going to keep me from using porn. Well, no, it's not. I mean, not if you really want to use it. You've got you've to have the, the, I want to live a holy life for the Lord who loves me and I love and I and I know that his desire for me is to be pure his desire for me is not to submit myself to this and that's what I want to do yeah that's good that's good thank you for that I know I know in the past and in past episodes I've I've tried to address the there's that internal front and the external front and and the scriptures point us to fight both um or fight on both and and if you just do one to the absence of the other, uh, it's it's kind of imbalanced. Um, in, in the past, uh, a while ago, I you know I heard you talk about how there's a certain level of self knowledge uh, where you have to know, <laughs> all right, what can I handle and and what can I not, and and being content to you know leave the fences up mm-hmm. where you can handle. Uh, can you speak to that just a little bit? Well, I'm not. Um, what do you, can you explain a little bit more? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, does he does a man need covenant eyes his whole life, um, or does he need to have the same accountability group, you know, every every week for his whole life? Um, some safeguards. Is is there ever a time where it's okay to take safeguards down? I guess that would be a a, a better way to ask. No, I, I, that's a great question. I think they change. I think there's, you know, as you progress and mature in life that you can look at those safeguards or those those barriers or physicality things that and say okay yes I can and let's be honest let's say pornography is a huge problem well I can't use a smartphone right 
So is there a time when you're going to say, well, I can now use a smartphone? And then you would might say, okay, I'm going to put smartphone with accountability on it. And then that might be a big step for someone. But I think if, if pornography is a huge deal with someone, yeah, the first thing I would advocate is get rid of your smartphone. Now, that's a hard that's a hard um, decision to make in this, you know, day and age. But if you really want to be, a, you know, hey, I got to limit my access to if, you know, to the Internet. So that's a good example. So if the Internet's an issue, you got to limit your access to the Internet. Now, through, you know, working with a, a counselor or a pastor or a, and working through that, I think there's steps to say it's not a permanent thing for my entire life that you can have a goal to say, yeah, my goal is I want to use the Internet, but I want to use it wisely and and, uh, and so to, i don't know if that answers your question or not absolutely absolutely and and that as you know yourself fighting on the internal front you know you see that your love for god is growing and the attractiveness of that sin is diminished or the temptation doesn't hold the same power then then you could make some adjustments um on the external front but again it comes with you know critical just evaluation and, and honesty with yourself and god um, is this something, can I use this tool, implement it back in my life, or you know, can I still not handle it? Um, yeah, yeah, this is all good stuff to think about. Um, I, we like to, to finish each episode by reading a verse, uh, just to remind us of, of some of God's word and a little exhortation. So um, do you have a, a passage that comes to mind uh, when it comes to this uh, area of sexual integrity? And you know, feel free to read it and, and give us a few thoughts to send us off. Yeah, I mean, there are several passages that would come to mind. One that came to mind today was Ephesians 6, which is a very familiar one, um, starting in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And then he goes on, verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and against the powers, and it goes on. And so it's just a reminder to me that as we've talked about in this in this time together, that it is a daily a daily volitional activity that we that we are engaged in. So we have to say every day, I'm going to, I want, you know, sexual temptation is always going to be there. But you know what else is always there? God's Word, the Holy Spirit, you know, the Lord is always there. And so it's this daily of fighting that fight and just putting on the armor of God daily, um, walking hand in hand with Him. And that's really, Wesley, that's when it comes to you know, we walk in the spirit and, and just as that we see that throughout the New Testament of, of, um, you know, if you walk in the spirit, what, what's about you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so that's the, that should be the goal. I think of all, of all of us as men, not only as men, but just as believers that we should seek to walk in the spirit daily. Yeah. Yeah. Good thoughts. Thank you. And I, Ephesians six is a, a very applicable passage, uh, for this whole discussion. Um, so I, I hope you were encouraged by this talk today. Um, again, Kevin, I appreciate you, and I'm, I'm, I enjoy talking to you and hearing everything you have to share. It's, it's encouraging for me, and I'm sure for those listening, uh, it's, it's a blessing as well. So um, thank you for being willing to do this. Uh, if you're listening and you enjoyed it, um, you know, feel free to shoot me a text or like and subscribe or whatever it is you're doing on your platform. Uh, share it with a friend. Um, I, I encourage you, uh, as, as Kevin has shared, and again from Ephesians 6, put on the whole armor of God and, and fight daily. Be aware of the wiles of the devil um, because the attack is always coming. Uh, so thanks for tuning in today. Until next time, keep fighting. Keep fighting.